1: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. All right, everybody, it is Friday, April 7th. 2023, and it is indeed a heck of a morning. We are live on the MA Fighting Twitter Spaces. You can hear the show in its entirety shortly thereafter on the MA Fighting Podcast Network. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for joining us. Different start time. A lot going on this morning. We just wrapped up the UFC 287 weigh-ins. We're like 50-50 on whether or not we we're, we're even gonna do a show today, but we're gonna do one. Can't take a free-for-all Friday off. And we can't take the day before UFC 287 off. So this is what we're going to do, my friends. It's going to be your show, and we're going to go for 45 minutes. That's it. So we cannot have just a little warning to those who are going to be asking questions. Make them short and sweet. Okay? Short and sweet. 30 seconds. Say what you got to say. Want to get to as many people and calls as possible. All right? That's how we're going to handle this. We're going to go 45 minutes. And then we get a preview show coming up at 1. And I would like to eat some food this morning. So i like to replenish. You know what I mean? That's how we get to do it. So uh, let's get right into it. We can talk about 287. We can talk about what happened at the weigh-ins. We can talk about whatever the hell you want. Uh, We did have, at least for now, one miss. Christian Rodriguez, who is fighting Raul Rosas Jr., missed weight by a pound and a half. He is in the midst of getting an extra hour to try to cut that final pound and a half, so we'll see what happens, and if we have any updates on that, we will let you know. But Four Corner Sports was first, and that's where this begins.
3: So, I have a question. So, now that both Adesanya and uh, Pereira both made weight, do you think that, what's it called, we are, I mean, because I feel like um, Pereira looked very light on the on the scale. Do you think that he may have maybe just, I would say, like an estimate of maybe no more than, like, four fights left at middleweight. And I feel like at some point, he's going to have to move up to 205. And can Adesanya, do you feel that he can uh, get past the the trolling of uh, Pereira? Just because I feel like Pereira is always in his head, especially with the fact that he has, you know, three victories over him. The whole, you know, aspect of him, like, mocking him with the whole Pikachu thing. I just think that that was just all, you know, just to get inside his head. And, um... I don't know. Just thought yesterday's uh, press conference with him, you know, him wearing a dog collar was just, you know, just a little bit too much. Like, I feel like he was just, like, reading too much into it. And then lastly, is this the first fight that Shylum Beckton is fighting since the Derek Minner fight? If so, um, what do you think about um, his fight uh, this Saturday? All right. Thanks, Mike.
2: Uh, I believe it is his first fight since, and I don't think he'll have any. That whole incident will have any effect on the fight at all. Um, no one blames him for any of that, so it is what it is. And I mean, four fights for Pereira at middleweight—that would be—I think that's probably wishful thinking, for being honest. Like, if he wins this fight, he fights Whitaker, and then maybe fights Hamzat. Like, those are the two big. Those are the two biggest fights he has left at one eighty-five, and then he, if he wins those, he can go up to two hundred five and do his thing up there. So I don't think he'll have, I'll be stunned if he has four more fights at 185. But he looked good. I, I liked his little, just pointed right at the shorts. See, didn't need the boxer redemption. Didn't need any of that. Got it done. So nicely done. He looked pretty good. He didn't look like, I mean, he looked weakened, but he didn't look like he was super duper struggling. Zeke, Hello. My man, Mike, how are you? Good. All right, free for all Friday,
4: heck of a Friday. I'm going to hit you with two quickies. Uh, One, of course, it's a fun one. Uh, Father, son, duo, Augusta, national. What does the heck combo shoot? Of course, we're going, uh, you know, alternating shots. You could take some shots off the tee for the young man, unless the young man's got a nice drive. I mean, you know what I mean? I haven't seen any drive clips. Secondly, I'm on the other side of this. I feel like Izzy's fighting not only for his legacy, he's fighting, like, for his life here. Like, he made that comment about how uh, Izzy's going to be sitting at a bar talking about, oh, I beat that guy one time. No, he's beat you three times. And, like, he's about to, like, ruin your life and take your legacy. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, he could be as cringy as he wants, but we'll see what happens on Saturday. I hope he learned how to, you know, finish his takedown in advanced positions or else it could be a long night in the fourth and fifth rounds for him.
2: Thanks for having me, Mike. Thanks, man. So... I would play as a scramble and we're shooting in the nineties at best at Augusta. That's for damn sure. Uh, If I, if we broke a hundred, I would be thrilled. I would be absolutely thrilled. As far as the Izzy stuff go. Yeah. There's some sort of legacy to it, but the, the ruining of the life thing don't really buy into that too much. Izzy's going to be, is just gonna be a star no matter what he does. You know what I mean? He can leave the UFC right now and still do just fine, just, like just fine. So, will it hurt his like fighting legacy in, in some regard? Sure. Pereira's the the dragon he could never slay, but he's still the second best middleweight of all time at this moment. Now Pereira wants to run off five or six title defenses in a row. Maybe he takes that moniker, but I don't think, I don't know. I kind of feel the same way as about the Usman, like how Usman walked into the Leon fight. Like legacy is kind of set, right? It hurts that this dude just has your number, but the rest of the legacy is pretty set in my opinion. All right, let's go to Mikey.
5: Thoughts of um, I, what was up? Hey, my that was really weird. How Dana was at the presser, like really, literally shutting down people. I I understand trying to keep things level, but him shutting down the Kevin Hollandore thing was weird, and you know, not wanting to be asked about the WWE merger. You know, because I don't know that's business, and it pertains to the UFC uh also um god i ran out of thoughts i'll just keep that i'll just keep it there thanks guys have a good one
2: yeah it was really weird you know what i mean it, it was it was weird i don't know i don't know if it's like merger dana like this is the new this is what we're gonna get from now on now this merger has happened and endeavors this 20 billion dollar publicly traded company. I don't know, but it was very weird. I didn't like Oscar asking those questions like... It, it was fine. Like that was literally the biggest story that has come out of Fight Week is those two getting separated backstage, and we can't talk about it. Can't talk about the merger? It just seemed I don't know. It just seemed really weird. But there, there are other weird ones, too. What was the other one? Yeah, but, is, but it's okay to ask uh, about betting lines and shit. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm going to bet. Should I bet the house on you? It's okay to ask those questions, but we can't ask about what happened with Kevin Holland and Horry and Mazdal. Plus, by the way, you already spoiled the party for Mazdal. You spoiled it. You got booed out of the building because you said no matter what happens in Mazdal's fight with Gilbert Burns, you triple down on the Colby stuff that he's the number one contender. But now Mazadal has like his next fight set up, but he's not allowed to kind of wet the whistle for possibly planting seeds to set that fight up that people are going to want to see. Like, I don't know. The whole thing was bizarre. The whole thing was weird. I don't know. I'm tell, like I've been saying for a while, and I've been on an island, and I think people are starting to join me a little bit. Dana should not be doing those pressers anymore. John Anik should be running the show. John Anik is the guy. John is a professional. He knows how to run these. John would have let that marinate a little longer. And John knows when to to stop things. Like if they went back and forth for like 90 seconds, John would have been like, all right, next question. And like it would have been enough but it just, it just made me more of a believer that John Anik should be doing those press conferences. Dana can give his thoughts about everything at the end. He could do scrums of the media after, but in terms of hosting those pressers, John's your guy. He's the best at it. He's better than Dana at it. And this isn't me hating on Dana. It's just the truth. John is a professional broadcaster. He knows how this works. He's had enough practice at this, and he's better at this than Dana White is. So he should be the guy, especially if Dane is not going to answer any questions. John will get one question. It'll be all about the fighters. If you really want it to be about the fighters, let John do it. Let John do it. Let's go to James. James, are you there? James, are you there? You're muted. All right, we gotta move on. Remember, keep them short and sweet today, guys. Uh, Australian Talk, hello. You're muted, Australian Talk. G'day, Mike Heck, mate.
6: Thanks a lot. Bloody hell. What an awesome time to be alive, man. Izzy, they're coming back. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it again. He's landed all in the line. He says he's coming back with a vengeance this time. He says to the death, he says, I'm wearing the dog collar because I'm going to unleash the dog inside of me. Man, is Izzy going to step up and is he going to become the anime character he's always said he's going to be? But is that the biggest fight of the main card? Or is the Masvidal Burns fight bigger than the Izzy fight? Man, I'm excited for both of them, Mike. What do you think?
2: No, it's not bigger. Masvidal Burns is not bigger than this fight. It's not. It's not. Could it have gotten sort of that, like, Luke Rockhold, Paulo Costa sort of intrigue? Or that, like, kind of Tony Ferguson, Michael Chandler build? Yeah, it could have. But Dana put the, guy, the kibosh on that. And it was like, nope. There's no stakes to this fight at all. This fight doesn't matter. It's just two guys fighting. He basically took this fight and he demoted it to the point where Kevin Holland and Santiago Ponzinibbio is. It's two dudes in the same weight class fighting each other for nothing. They're fighting for nothing. And if Gilbert wins, like nobody's going to care. And if Mazadal wins, like what happens? Nothing. Like he gets. You know what? I'm going to say nothing. I'm not going to say nothing. Because Mazadal, it still means something. Because he could still get the winner of Leon and Colby, and he could still do something there. But yeah, it's it just the fight doesn't seem as important as it once as it once did. But the the, the closer we get to Pereira Adesanya, the more I'm excited for, it. and I've been excited for it anyways. But I'm getting more excited for it. But yeah, it's it just seems weird that that fight it just seems like it means nothing now. When it could have meant everything
0: cv hello oh mike um yeah i missed the the weigh-in show uh the one you just did with ak so uh just based on the just the weigh-in vibes um on the Coleman event um specifically on hori how did he look and um i know you're doing the preview show soon so um is can you do like a little spoiler and have a little uh, like a like a vibes check on who are you who you think is gonna win the fight thanks
2: between Burns and Masvidal? Yeah,
0: Burns and Masvidal.
2: They both look fine on the scale. Um, Burns probably looked a little better getting off the bus. But Masvidal was never really a big body guy anyways. Like, I saw a lot of people kind of making a big deal out of his physique. Like, Masvidal not a... Masvidal ain't Paul Costa. Like, he never has been. So, he's, what, 38? Like, no big deal. I just don't have a pick yet. Like, I mean, like, my vibe has been pretty clear that Mazadol should not be the biggest underdog on the card. Like, it is a... the Like, there's a lot of talk about betting and perceived value and stuff. Nobody on this card has more perceived value than Jorge Mazdal, in my opinion. Nobody. Like, this isn't even a conversation. Jorge Mazdal should not be a plus 360 underdog to Gilbert Burns. He just shouldn't. I think people just, I think people look at, read too much into the Colby fight that Mazadal can't defend takedowns. He's not a good defensive fighter and all this stuff. That's just not true. Like he's a very good defensive fighter. Colby shooting a bunch of takedowns on him. Yeah. And, and like him being out wrestled by the two best wrestlers of the division who chained takedowns all the time. Like, sure, it's tough for anybody in that division to to be like that. But Gilbert is not that. He's not a D1 wrestler. He's not a guy that's going to spam takedowns. He doesn't shoot singles and doubles across the cage that often. And if he misses one, it's not like he's going to shoot again and just try to take him down over and over and over again. That's not Gilbert's style. And Mazadal defensively, with his grappling on the ground, also very good. Also very good. Go back and watch the Damian Maya fight. That gives you everything you know. And this is not wash Damien Maya. This was Damien Maya like who's fighting for titles. Damien Maya, and he didn't get submitted. And some people thought he won that fight. And he had Maya. And Maya had him in really tough spots, and Maya couldn't submit him. I know Maya is a better striker than. Gil, I mean, Gil Burns is a much better striker than Damian Maya ever was, but. This fight, to me, the more I, I look at it, is going to play out on the feet. It's going to play out on the feet. And I'm not saying Gilbert can't win a striking battle with with Mazadal. But you can't say that Mazadal isn't favored to win a striking battle against Gilbert Burns. That's why I think this fight is way closer. Stylistically, this is a closer fight than people are giving it credit for. and certainly closer than the betting odds suggest. So if I, would, if I were betting on either of these guys, I'm, I mean, it's an easy Masvidal bet with the price tag. You're saying that the way, at least the way I see this fight playing out, mostly on the feet, with those betting odds, you're saying that eight out of ten times, Gilbert Burns is going to win a striking match with, with Jorge Masvidal. I just don't think that's the case. I don't think that's the case. Am I coming on here right now and saying that I'm picking Jorge Mazadal to win? No. I haven't made a decision yet. But if you're if you're asking me if Gilbert Burns is gonna run over Jorge Mazadal, I don't see it happening. I don't see it. I think it's a close competitive fight. I think it's going to the cards. And I think Mazadal has more value on him than anybody else. I wouldn't go and bet the bet the farm on it, but you just can't tell me that my, that Gilbert Burns is an eighty twenty f- favorite in a mostly striking battle, because I think that's what this is, is going to end up being. I think most of this fight is going to play out on the feet. All right, let's even get James back in here.
4: To you, I uh, don't know if if you can add any context to this, but I saw last night that the BKFC card with um Mike Perry, it's a uh, the Pay-per-view prices dropped almost actually in half from $49.99 to $24.99. I don't know if you had any insight on that, if it's not selling like they thought it would. And um, Adrian Giannis, if he just blows the doors off Raw on Saturday, do you think that we're eventually going to be headed towards a matchup between Sean O'Malley? I know a lot of other things might have to happen. He might have to win one more, but just curious on your take on that. And, um like always, Mike, man, thanks for what you do for us. And have a heck of a morning and have some uh, Dunkin' Donuts for all of us. Thanks, man.
5: Oh, yeah,
2: I'm, I've been hammering uh, Dunkin' Donuts iced coffees today. I didn't see that the BKFC 41 price was, going, was dropping. I mean, it doesn't hurt. I think maybe Game Bird Boxing kind of set that up. They should be charging for that card. I, I have no issue with them charging. Fifty seems a little cray. That seems a little much. But twenty four ninety nine, I think that's a that's a really good really good price point. I haven't seen it, so I can't. But if that's if I mean, if that's true, then I think it's a good call. I think it's a good. I think it's a really good call. And then Yannis well, O'Malley. Uh, not happening next, I can assure you of that. Because O'Malley's fighting for the belt next. He's fighting either Aljamain Sterling or Henry Cejudo next. And if Giannis beats Font, he will probably fight Piotr Jan or somebody like that. Which is exactly the fight I would make. But yeah, that, that, if that fight happens, it'll be a title fight. If O'Malley somehow gets the title. Yeah, yeah, Hello. Yeah, yeah. All right, we gotta move on. Let's keep this going.
0: The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down.
1: and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
2: Uh, Ani, what's up, man?
5: And I have to get something off my chest right here. I have this complaint, right? On, on to the next one, when you and AK pick matches, like when you pick the same match, you have this like sort of friends forever moment. The other day, I, a couple of, I think a couple of days ago, I tweeted AK about... Uh, a match that I had in mind and I told him that AK we are best friends and then he told me off he told me off Mike Uh, but but that's not what I'm here to talk about Uh, another thing I just felt like you know this weird there's this weird parallels between UFC and the WWE like you have Vince McMahon Dana White you have Hunter and Sean in the UFC you have Hunter and Sean in the WWE isn't that a bit weird to you but yes i mean i don't have any questions just two stupid remarks i guess free for all friday isn't it that's it thank you mike
2: it is it's like lincoln and kennedy it's like the lincoln kennedy thing (sighs) yeah it's it's wwe man like this whole thing fucking midsick man that sly son of a bitch. Dastardly Vince man with the mustache. Looking like he's about to take out a bunch of cartoon animals. Just that dastardly Vince McMahon. Now he's back in control and everyone's all angry and Vince don't give two shits. Golly. What a time. What a time. And I, would, I don't believe AK would ever tell you off. Unless he's just like, No. We only have best room for best for like one best friend then i i can understand where he's coming from yeah yeah do we have you now
3: yeah man i'm here my bad what's going on mike good. what's up um good good uh, so my question is for um in regards to the past of izzy and alex so in the case that he wins,
2: uh, what's his next path, um, even though, you know, he's kind of lapped the division or if he has new challenges. Um, and then if he loses, what happens? And then I guess on the point of Alex, if he wins, um, is he – well, I guess it's obvious he's going to keep defending the belt instead of moving up. Um, and then, um, you know, if he loses, what happens is my question. Have a great weekend, man. I mean, if is he winning and Alex losing is – I mean, it's the same option. They're just going to fight again. I know New York Rick wasn't too keen on that. Didn't think they'd go back to that well right away. But, yeah, I think they will go back to that well right away. If Alex wins, he fights Robert Whitaker. Seems like they're keeping Whitaker on ice just to see how this all plays out. And if Izzy wins and then wins again. So this is what I think is going to happen. They're going to wait and see how this plays out. Pereira wins. Whitaker's going to fight Pereira. Hamzat's going to fight Paulo Costa. And then the two winners will fight each other. Where this, where this puts Adesanya, I don't know. He's the interesting piece of this puzzle. Does he just like? Is he the kind of guy just going to go back to the drawing board? Is he a guy that's going to go fight Du Duplessis in a co-main event or in a fight night main event? I don't know. I don't know. Is he just going to like not fight and hope Robert Whitaker beats Alex Pereira? I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen. We'll see what his mindset is after the fact. But like New York Rick said on BTL yesterday, and I'm and i and I'm with him, all options, all decisions, all things, all roads he could take, They're all, everything's on the table. I don't think anything would be surprising. I don't think anything's off limits. I think no matter what Adesanya does, whether – it seems like it's out of left field, or not. It should not surprise you. The man has a lot of options. Uh, Trenton,
7: hello. How's it going, man? I just, um, I feel like the Chris Curtis and Kevin Gastelum fight is getting slept on. I was wondering your opinions
3: on uh, that fight.
2: Love that fight. Go ahead, Doug. Sorry about that. Dog's going to go inside. He's driving me crazy. Um, like the fight a lot. Outside of the main event, I'm probably torn. There's three fights I'm torn on. Adesanya, prayer Adesanya, I'm torn on. I just don't have a great read on it for some reason. I feel like if Adesanya more aggressive, he's got a really good chance to win, but that doesn't mean he's going to. Rob Font, Adrian Yanez is another one I, I'm i having a hard time with. I think that's a 50-50 fight, despite what the betting line suggests. And the third fight that is tough to call is this one. This might be the toughest fight to call, Gaslam and Chris Curtis, because Kevin hasn't fought in a long-ass time. I don't know what he's going to look like. It was nice to see him make weight without issue today. He was one of the early guys. Chris has beat. Everybody he's fought except for, you know, the, the cream of the crop. I'm not saying – or at least like top 15 competition. He got on Jack Hermanson. He got worked in the Hermanson fight. That fight was not really all that competitive. So, and Calvin's still like a viable fighter. And these are the types of fights that Calvin does well in. So, I don't have a great read on it. I don't. I will lean Calvin Gastelum, but I ain't confident in it. It's a great fight. You're right. It is being slept on. Nobody's talking about it, but it is one of the close one of the more closely contested matchups on the entire card. 100%. And Gastelum's a fun fighter too. And So is Chris. Gloomy, hello. Hey, what's up? Uh, so I have a disagreement
7: on Gilbert Burns versus uh, Vidal. I don't. I don't think okay. that your take on that is like, correct because uh, what has Mosvidal done in recent years to prove that he could beat someone like Gilbert Burns? Gilbert Burns held down Stephen Wonderboy
2: and beat him up. Who is not even close to the defensive grappler that Jorge true, Masvidal is. You, you're
7: right. You're right. You're right. But he looked good against Kamza.
2: In a striking battle, sure. I'm not, Again, I'm not saying Burns can't win a striking battle against Mazadal, but he's not 80%. He's not an 80 20 better striker than Mazadal. That's why I'm saying this one's closer. I just, I feel as if
7: Mazadal is doing a, a fight where he's like, you know, he's already spoken about it where if I lose, I think I'm going to be done. I think he already has that in his mind that he has kind of quit, you know? He has his own thing going with Game Bread. Um, Gilbert Burns just looks really comfortable. Jorge, not so much. I I I respect your opinion. You know, like Masvidal has done some things, but in my opinion, not enough. And to be in the position that he's in, it's all from the aspirin, you know, flying knee KO. And I don't know. I just I don't see him winning this fight. Alex and Izzy very close. Chris Barnett. And uh, no, not Chris Barnett. Um, I can't remember his name, but Kevin Gasolim and, and Chris Curtis—that'd that'd be a good one. Um, but shout out Chris Barnett; he's going to get the big boy. He's, you know, he's he's for the big boys. So let's go, Chris Barnett. That's all I had to say.
2: Yeah, I wish Chris Barnett was still fighting on the card. Now we get Carl Williams, and we're going to get ourselves a heavyweighty heavyweight fight if we ever if we ever saw one. Look, this is a like the way I'm breaking this fight down is a stylistic thing. And I, Mazadal has earned the, the right to be in the position he's in. There's no doubt about it. The, lose, the losses he has are to Usman on five days' notice, flying to Abu Dhabi and cutting a bunch of weight. And Mazadal looked pretty damn good in the first round. Other loss, Kamara Usman again. Moswell looked pretty damn good in the first round and got caught, knocked out. And then he lost to Colby because Colby took him down 100 times. Burns is not either of those guys. He's just not. And Moswell did a pretty decent job defending takedowns against those two guys. Did he get taken down? Sure. But he did pretty well defending them. And Burns ain't that guy. He's not a spam takedown guy. He just he's not. Again, I'm not saying Burns is gonna lose. I'm just saying Mazadal should not be a plus 360 underdog to Gilbert Burns. Burns beat Wonderboy. So did Bala Muhammad. Like Colby beats I would pick Colby against Gilbert Burns too. It's I would pick Colby against Gilbert. Kobe does that to everybody. But I don't know. The more I talk about it, the more I might be thinking at all. The hometown effect, all of it. And it is do or die for him. But the one concern I do have is something you you, you did bring up. Does he have a foot out the door? Is that why Dana White is saying... Colby's hundred percent getting the title shot. I don't know. That's my one concern about this fight. If you're looking at it from a Mazadal perspective, is he, is he just, does he have a foot out the door physically and stylistically? I don't have a ton of concerns. I think it's a close. I just think this is a much closer fight. Now Mazadal. If it's like plus 250, plus 240, that seems like the value is where it needs to be. But this is not an 80-20 fight in my eyes, especially from a stylistic perspective. mazadal's defensive prowess does not get enough credit. It does not get enough credit. Go watch the Damian Maya fight. You will learn everything you need to know about how good mazadal is from a defensive grappling perspective. is a deep... Wonderboy's a decent defensive wrestler. Decent. And Mazdal is a better defensive wrestler. And he's a much better defensive grappler. And Burns is very good. But I don't think Burns right now was like prime Damian Maya, Like a half a step below. We'll see what happens. I could be eating crow. I'll come on this this show on Tuesday and say, boy, was I wrong. But on paper this is a closer fight in my ass. tristan hello
6: um i have three questions real quick um today uh tonight would be uh the 2023 pfl regular season heavyweights and woman featherweights. um question one would Aspen them does she have to make a statement win tonight uh does she have to look good and great uh for this fight here in your in your mind um second question would be about kayla harrison uh uh, she's not in the regular season this year. Uh, I guess the PFL has something special for her. Uh, it looked like when um, Kelly Harrison had did talk to uh, Ariel Holani on the MMA Hour, she's kind of really disappointed. She does want to fight, but
5: what are your thoughts on that
6: situation with her? And then um, my third question would be uh, just announced, I just saw on MMA Findings Twitter feed, uh, Amanda Hevas versus Macy Barber is in the works for uh, I believe June 24th. Uh, do you feel that Amanda Hebus is ever going to go back down strawweight? I mean, she hasn't fallen strawweight in two years. It looks like uh, she likes to fly weight. I guess she doesn't like to cut the weight, and she has a possible path to try to move up the rankings for a title shot. And what do you think the match itself, do you think, is intriguing uh, in your mind? That's all I got, Mike. Thanks.
2: Thanks, Finn. Uh, Kayla, she's going to have a pay-per-view fight, and she'll probably be done. I would say she'll fight once for the PFL this year, and then she will end up... I would guess she's going to end up in Bellator. I just don't think the UFC is going to give her what she thinks. I I just don't think the UFC is going to give her what she wants financially. Unless that just doesn't matter. Does Aspen Ladd need to look like a world beater tonight? No. She should... I mean, she should... Look, no, I I respect the story of Elena Kolesnik as much as the next guy, but Aspen Ladd should put the boots to her tonight. And she doesn't need to go out there and finish her or anything like that, but she needs to go out and win decisively. Like This is about as favorable a matchup as she's going to get in this tournament. I think it's more... I think it's more important for Larissa Pacheco to look dominant and look like a world beater than it is for Aspen Ladd. Aspen just needs to get a win and move on in the tournament. Or, you know, just have a win under her belt to start the season off. This, this PFL card is going to be a tough hang. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be a tough one. There is not a lot of compelling stuff going on with this card. There just isn't. Pacheco fighting Julia Budd. I mean, Pacheco's a minus 900 favorite. Aspen Lads interesting. Capalosa Sheffield's interesting. But other than that, boy, we are uh we are reaching and hoping for something cool to happen. And this card just doesn't have it. In my uh in my humble opinion. The Barber hebaz fight. I think this is too much for Macy. I think she she's jumping a little too quickly. I don't mind it. Like this, this is about as uh, this is about as high as I would go. Because I, I st- I've rewatched it since. I still think Macy Barber lost to Angel Lee. I think Andrew Lee won that fight. And Amanda is a much tougher stylistic matchup for Macy Barber than Andrew Lee was. I would have went with. Viviani Araujo, again, tough stylistic matchup. But I feel like with Barber, you have time. You're not rushing her to be the youngest champion or anything like that. I mean, just literally one ranking spot at a time. Just one at a time. I thought Araujo was like a nice step up. But they're jumping in, going with Hebaz. And look, if if you're the UFC, you can't lose here. Because Barber is kind of over, whether you like her or not. She kind of plays the heel. Amanda Hebaz is about as much of a babyface as, as that any of the women's divisions have right now. People love Amanda Hebaz. So whoever wins this fight, like UFC's fine with it. So I get the matchmaking. But if this is about Macy Barber and getting her up the ladder, boy, it's a tough one. Macy wins. I, I mean, props to her. I just... I feel pretty comfortable picking Amanda Hibas right now in that fight. But I'll dive in a little bit more for June 24th. That's a while away. Uh, uh, so um, I just got um, a question regarding Gilbert Burns' problem last well, You know, knowing how both
7: of them very good jiu-jitsu strikers, I mean good jiu-jitsu grapplers and, you know,
4: both have fairly decent striking, do you think we will see improvement in Gilbert Burns'
7: um defense, you know, who might play a little bit more, say, compared to Hamza fight or even the fight with uh, Kamaru Usman. And could you see this fight playing out similar to the Damian my fight like Masvidal had in the past since, you know, he was struggling a lot with the grappling, or is there a possible chance we could see Masvidal have a slight improvement on that? Let me know your thoughts.
2: Masvidal's impro- I mean, look, Masvidal is very good at that stuff. He has, doesn't need to improve really at all. The one factor in his game that he truly needed to improve on was his wrestling overall wrestling defense. When you are dealing with guys who are just nonstop with takedowns, Colby's the he's not going to fight Bryce Mitchell, but Bryce Mitchell's another one of those kind of guys. And once you figure that out, you can beat those guys. Like you beat him, and look who Mazidal is in the gym getting worked by every single day. He's got Johnny Eblin sitting on him. All day long. And Johnny is a... I mean... Johnny... Johnny Evelyn is a 5,000 times better wrestler than Gilbert Burns is. And Mazdal's dealing with that. Grant Dawson, who... I mean, I you know he's a lightweight, but he's a big-ass freaking lightweight. Mazdal's ready for it. That's why I think this fight is closer. Again, the the one... Po- the one concern I have on the Mazdal side is like, is he just... Is he just done? Like, is is there a foot out the door? You can say things all you want. Who knows? But if he's really like, yeah, if I lose, I'm done. That concerns me. That would be my biggest concern. For, but stylistically, I, I'm telling you, I think this fight is closer. I mean, immediately when this fight was booked, I saw everybody saying, like, oh God, Gilbert Burns going to run Mazda all over. I'm just like, interesting i don't think that's true but i don't know again i'm wrong i'll be happy to jump on the post-fight show on saturday and say that i'm an asshole and i don't know what i'm talking about
0: daniel hello hey mike you don't know what you're talking about you're an asshole no no, i'm I'm completely kidding (laughs) i said i could say that you can't say that no uh no heck of a morning to you man uh happy friday hope everyone's having a good friday you know me i'll keep it quick um Mm -hmm. Just want to get your thoughts on Baja Mondays. I mean, this guy came into the UFC at 23 years old. Uh, He hasn't fought in over a year now. Just curious what you think his ceiling uh, is and and how do you think his fight against Ogden goes this week? And uh, just another little quick one. I'm picking Font versus Yanez as the fight of the night. Just curious what your pick for fight of the night is. Thanks, Mike.
2: It's not a bad pick. I think the I'm am going with the main event. I know that's a cheap cheap answer, but I this won't be like a main event fight of the night kind of pick. Cuz I mean if you've been watching the UFC long enough, you know that if, if the main event of a of a card is somewhat interesting, it's going to win fight of the night. But and we're going to have con- and usually you have conversations like, "Well, that fight, you know, this fight should have gotten it instead." I feel confident that we're, we're there will be no doubts that Pereira and Adesanya is the fight of the night. That's that's how I'm feeling, at least how I think this will be approached. But Yanis is a is a great pick. I gotta say, I part of me is looking at Raul Rosas Jr. Christian Rodriguez is a is a possible fight of the night pick. I don't know if Rodri- we're still. I don't know if AK can provide any insight on this, but um, I don't know if Christian has hit hit the scale back at all. So, I mean, if he if he loses that final pound and a half, I mean, that that's going to be a ridiculous fight. It's going to be a pace and a half. And Baja Mondays, I don't know. He's got an interesting style. He's big, dynamic, but he's been out for a minute. He's been out for a minute, and he's fighting a freaking dog. Trey Ogden is... Just Trey's one of those guys that has just been grinding away for years and years and years to to get into this position. Guy who's been on, was on the cusp of UFC calls for years, just taking fights everywhere. This guy was fighting everywhere. He was fighting for ultimate blue corner battles. Like this is the type of shit he was doing to get to where he is like just fighting everywhere the blackout fc's so i mean it's a tough fight man like this is it's it's a tough fight i'm picking ignacio but i i don't know if this is like a rollover type situation Trey's Trey's a chairs a dog man but yeah i'm excited to see ignacio come back it's, it's been a minute it's been a minute i like him Uh, Liam, final one. What's up? You're
1: all right, mate. Um, From the UK. um, Just been popping in now because I'm at work. Just um, with Adesanya and Pereira, that Pereira just looks more than one weight class above him when it comes on to fight night, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Like by miles, though, as well. And I can't really remember a fight. I do wait up till six o'clock in the morning in the UK to watch most of them. And I can never remember somebody being like twice the size of somebody.
2: By fight night, it's mental. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, it kind of it kind of reminds me of um. Prayer is a massive human being. Uh, Hamza Shema- Hamza is also a massive human being. Like that is a giant man, and he looks gigantic on television. But when you actually like stand next to the man, you're just like, holy shit! How the fuck do you make one seventy? And prayer is like the same way. Just like, wow, how is this even possible that you can make 185? But but it's kind of always been like that though. You know what I mean? Like the, the, the size difference, this is not a new thing. It's always sort of been there. And Adesandi has been able to make it work until he just gets beat, whether by the judges or he just gets clipped. So just so fascinated by this fight. Cannot wait to see it. Cannot wait for it. All right, we're done. Well done staying on topic and staying on track, my friends. Uh, that's it. Big weekend. See you at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Preview show. Myself, Shaheen Al-Shadi, Jed Bashu. will get you ready for UFC 287. I am off to New York. First thing tomorrow morning. Watch party. 9.45 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Myself, connor burks it is going to be festive my shirt is absolute fire and so is the cold open my friends i might i might drop a teaser i might drop the cold open teaser on social media later on because it is that good or i might just let it permeate let it build up until the beginning of the watch party because i honestly think it's the greatest open we've ever done at mmafighting.com i do i feel pretty pretty confident in that it's going to be a fun time, everybody. It's going to be a fun time. So stay with us at mafighting.com. We'll have all your coverage for UFC 287 and beyond. Of course, my best friend and I will be live on Sunday on to the next one for matchmaking. And we'll have the people's pref I don't know. Just, just stay with us. We'll tell you what the hell's going on. So enjoy the rest of your Friday. We'll see you at 1 p.m. for the preview show. Have a heck of a morning, everybody.